pretty well, and we are all happy and excited. And uh, lots of reactions uh, we got, you know, during the show was really uh, engaging and encouraging. And uh, someone suggested uh, that reminded uh, the person um, the very first E3 uh, presentation in 1995 when we announced the PS1. Uh, to the U.S., there are lots of excitement and engagement. When Steve Race came and said 299 and uh, you know went away, I don't know if we were there. Uh, I remember I was, I was I was 12 yeah. I think at that point. Yeah, so that kind I of was exciting. You were not, you know. Yeah, I was really involved. So 1995, we three vibe uh, was there. You know, some of that. But I I I was there and I remember the great excitement. So we, we are genuinely uh, excited and uh, happy. Good, good. And then I got lots of tweet people saying, like, oh, you look so happy, you look so happy. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't uh, aware. Yeah. <laughs> I, I look so happy. You always look so happy. Though. Every time we see you, you usually got a new piece of hardware to show us, though. So that's yeah, well, yeah the, the secret is when I drive my guys crazy, like when I really grill something like you do to Andrew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you <laughs> know, we you the you yeah, you know, those times, you know, I look up. You know, <laughs> say. So, uh, I mean, the, this price point. Yep. This, um, we talked a little bit, uh, actually, with Andrew House last night about, you know, other SKUs and other plans or whatever. Mm-hmm. Are you guys really going to market the, you know, even though there might be other SKUs with the, with the PlayStation I or maybe a bigger hard drive, is this $400 model really the model? that you guys are going to push. Uh, yeah, that's a model we announced. And uh, we we like the price point very much. I do too. And, and, uh, <laughs> we, we think people like it as well. So we well, might come up with other SKUs and bundles and whatnot, but the uh, we expect that's the one people kind of naturally gravitate. But it depends on you know what value we can come up with you know toward the launch and these things you know happen any time you know from now to the launch. Right. So we're not talking about specifics like that. Of course, no, I, I think that you know Greg and I have been to our fair share of PlayStation press conferences, and the, when Jack Trend was kind of shooting shot after shot about the DRM and the used games, and of course your used game videos, uh, epic. Uh, we got <laughs> over 3 million views. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 you know, we are competing <laughs> with some very high production value tra- traders. Yeah, you trounced all of Oreo Oration's combined views. That arena, when you were talking about that, when the price went, it erupted like a sporting event. I, I, people clap, and you have a very passionate fan base uh, that goes to these conferences. It's not like you're not paying for people to be there. Like, you're, you're, they're clapping, and it's very organic and stuff like that. But I never heard it quite like that. And that must have, that must have felt pretty good for you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and uh, some of the people that I spoke to, like a journalist interviews, uh, said that they forgot about their job or work. Right. Uh, they, as a game game fan, you know, he said he was like uh, truly enjoying. And, uh, well, that, that was the thing, you know. I was, I, I was, I came here to the hotel last night and mm-hmm. celebrated downstairs. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, I was still doing something. You don't like me, I get it. It's <laughs> you don't return my calls anymore. <laughs> but no, I, I described it this morning, right? Like I was talking to people up there, and they were like, "I wish you could have been there because I was hosting our live shows for IGN. and I wish you could have been there to hear it." And I'm like, "No, I wish you could have been where we were to hear what it sounded like through the speakers, and then to hear our war room react to it." Because you know, we're, we're everyone on Twitter is a sarcastic jerk, especially when they're watching a conference, and like every. 
everyone in that room was like, yeah, it's like stood up like people stood up and their chair fell over and they were like people's yeah. minds were blown so many people had pre-ordered their PS4 before I did and that, that tells you something I didn't even get the pre-order mine in time so you did very well thank you you're welcome I am surprised <laughs> <laughs> so we have this this PS4 ecosystem now of games that are kind of starting to come out we have a lot of indie games the mm-hmm. four games that were announced when we were in New York City uh, and then this new game, The Order 1886. How, how excited are you about this game? Because I, I, Craig and I did a Rewind Theater on it this morning. That game looks really, really cool. Uh, you guys have been sitting on the secret for a while, so tell me a little bit about this game. Yeah, so uh, who won the... Who, who, did any of you predicted that? I forgot we even made predictions, and then Andrew was like, oh right, I think I'm doing really well. Like, oh, what did I even say? Price, but I think that was it. My predictions are usually totally I got well. I got a few. I, I think somebody said I got four out of five. Oh, no, my God. God. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so... so you know, waiting on that patapon. Corey News, especially good that which team hasn't announced some games for some time, and Radio Dawn is one of them. Right. You know, after the second uh, God of War game on PSP, you know, it's been almost three years, I think, and uh, they've been working on this because they are the great, talented team, but they were a small team mm-hmm. at that time, yeah. and they needed to uh, build up the team to be able to do, you know, larger game. And so it's it's uh, you know and they wanted to try some you know new IP and so we supported that vision and uh, you know that that one thing I was so looking forward to coming into E3 because you know that was our plan right um, you know so so this year is uh, like crazy right <laughs> it's February some GDC E3 Gamescom TGS so we have some ideas of what we wanna talk about or show or announce you know at what point. And E3, we had this, you know, Radio Dawn game um, uh, planned, and uh, so I'm so happy to be able to finally show it. Cool. Uh, yeah, we. I mean, we said we, Radio Dawn was so talented. Those PSP games were excellent. We didn't. Greg and I were saying, especially me. I, I said, I, was like, I didn't know they had it in them to do a game quite like that. You know, like yeah. with this beautiful production value, triple um, A first party. It's not, not really first party studio. I guess second party, but. Uh, this this beautiful this beautiful game that's just uh, it's it's riveting. We all thought it was Gorillas game, and you probably knew that because we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, everyone yes, everyone yes, thought yes. that the War eighteen eighty six was Gorillas, um, so it was a, it was a pleasant surprise. And it also meant that we don't know what other first party studios are working on because you you haven't you know there's so many there's so many secrets still that you haven't told us about. So uh, tell us yeah. secrets, right? What's not secret <laughs> is like you know calling you uh, you know uh, explaining to to people for us that now you know. Naughty Dogs, Santa Monica, and uh, Guerrilla Guys are multi-team mm-hmm. studios, and uh, they have not announced everything. Mm-hmm. They have <laughs> <laughs> all of them are kind of They're all yeah. good. That would make a good TGS announcement. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll be at TGS this year, and I'll be pulling for you, Greg. Thank you. That's all. I, that's all I want. Colin. Just a little bit of heart. Yeah. 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 So TGS, you know, talking about having less relevance to the Western market, but this year is special, right? Because it's a launch of new platform and uh, because it comes the last in the year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you'd expect that more and more games are more, you know, playables and uh, more things to try and see. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'm happy you're coming to yeah, yeah. this. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be it's going to be good TGS. Cool. Excellent. Good to hear. Andrew. Hit, him, hit, hit Shuhei with a question real quick. Nail it. So, this, yeah. it's funny because, uh, you know, this has sort of become the annual Shuhei Yoshida podcast beyond question. 
But this morning, Jack Trenton said the last Guardian is mm. on hiatus. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, we once again didn't see it at the Series E3. Mm. Uh, can you elaborate on that, Doll? Is there anything? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so hiatus, the word term might be misleading, but it's not like the game is on hold or anything. The team is, you know, very actively developing it. And like uh, we last talked about, uh, 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 like, like Weather-san, you know, shared the uh, update a couple of months ago. I don't know if you, you know, noticed that, uh, you know, he said that, yes, you know, we are making Last Guardian, you know, no, no change in the team, and uh, uh, I'm on top of the, you know, creative vision or whatnot, but we are not ready to really reintroduce it until, you know, we can do so, you know, confidently. Right. Yeah, so it's not that time as yet, as well. I mean, at this point, you know, PS3 obviously still has plenty of great games coming out. Is it safe to assume at this point that it will transition to next gen, or is this still something you see coming out on PlayStation 3? Yeah, so we are, I'm not comfortable saying or suggesting anything about The Last Guardian, mm-hmm. other than it's in active development. How tired of you are just talking? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. the second annual shooting question every time we're asking about it. I'm being serious, like, are, are you, do you kind of get sick of talking about The Last Guardian? Because it does have this certain... No, no, element to where everyone's no, so no, fast. I mean, we got versus 13 at least, so that's that's <laughs> one out of the way. <laughs> totally opposite. You know, I'd be worried that no one start asking question about the Last Guardian yeah. because that means the game is no longer uh, kind of you know, anticipated. Yeah. So the fact that still people ask me, check on me, what's going on, is <laughs> it, is great, and I really appreciate uh, patience and. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm really looking forward to the time that we can reintroduce, like Nomura Sandy. <laughs> Greg, have we talked about used games yet? Got here late. Nope. Want to make sure? Nope. Okay, you, you got here like two minutes after we started. Well, feels like a lifetime. <laughs> Any anytime I'm not with you, hey. <laughs> um, so talk about you. Let's talk about used games. You guys came out yesterday, knocked it out of the park, said. We're not going to do that. You put up this awesome sharing video. And then today, I, there's been this little bit of a swirl around that. It's still up to third parties if they're making games for you, if they want to put restrictions on it. Is that right? Am I understanding this right? Oh, no, 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 no. no. I, I watched the uh, show. You're talking about the game trailer interview. I've never right? heard of them. Yeah. Game trailers? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just discovered today <laughs> as well. Okay. Yeah, oh, Geoff Knightley's yeah. show. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that talkative guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so what that meant was the, you know, um, on the offline side, you know, no change at all from PS3, you know, no restriction, nothing. Gotcha. But on the online side, you know, because we are doing PS Plus uh, requirement for the online play, multiplayer access, you know, there won't be redundant, you know, online paths like we are doing on PS3 uh, and Vita. Okay. Uh, so on PS4, no online paths, you know, from our uh, games. Uh, but the you know um, you know there are other services based games you know like MMO or you know additional okay. content pack or you know so some, if you you know pay upfront season pass or all these things are you know new kind of business model that uh, all publishers are experimenting and that's different from you know giving an access to online multiplayer. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh-huh. that, that's still publisher's choice and decision and, uh, you know, almost uh, uh, creativity to come up with something great. Gotcha. But yeah. use restrictions, there's nothing like that for third parties. Uh, yeah. So so if it's sub, uh, service-based, 
It's obviously based Sure, yeah, like DC Universe Online was a great game. Yeah, yeah, so it would be like, you know, Batman or Madden, like single player. Yeah. But Batman's a good example. Like Batman, you don't publish Batman, it's it's a third party, but like that will be a game that you can buy used and Absolutely. Okay, okay, cool. I mean are you so You don't you don't have to buy (laughs) high five borrow from your friend (laughs) from the library in the office, you know. Yeah, wait, hold on a second. Don't be throwing us under the bus for the game library. Uh, um, so then, piggybacking. Yeah, like, like you sent me the Hana Montana game. Right, you need to play it. Yeah, yeah, I want to go that far. That's going to say it was great. Well, yeah, I sent it to you. <laughs> That'll still work in PlayStation 4. I gotcha. So then, I, my, my, my next question then is off of that. Last night, when you guys just destroyed it and you said all the stuff, and you, here's what we are on this, and you put out this awesome video and you put up the, the image of us and everything, did, is this. It really felt like people who listen to the podcast know who you are. We tell them to follow you on Twitter, they do, they see you, and you're awesome. Jim Riley tweets at you, hey, did you catch the Xbox reveal tonight? And you go, sorry, I fell asleep. Are you talking about the HTC? And people are like, this guy's the greatest dude ever! <laughs> Last night it seemed like that personality and that mood really was part of the conference. Do you see that, like, as we go forward with Greatness Awaits, another, you know, another really tongue-in-cheek, here's who we are, this is what PlayStation is, is that kind of the idea and the mantra, I mean? Yeah, uh, well, so last year to this year, you know, we worked as a global team to prepare for, you know, uh, PS4 uh, communications, and one of the things our marketing guys did very well was the, you know, we have many new people in the marketing uh, uh, group. On the development side, you know, I'm kind of old-timer from the launch of the PlayStation, but, you know, some of the new people, executives, you know, uh, uh, jumped um, into, you know, our group, wanted to know what PlayStation means, right? Mm-hmm. And these are, you know, communication people, and they, they really want to understand what it means uh, uh, the world PlayStation. So, so they went back to the history of the PlayStation and what what have made you know people uh, engaged or excited or associate PlayStation you know with and then what kind of you know feel or vibe or you know so so this having fun or you know kind of uh, doing something outrageous yeah. uh, you know these are part of the brand that they kind of came back to us and, see, you are doing something really fun these days. Why we, you are not doing as much today? And we are like, yeah, that's, that's us. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah that, that's the PlayStation. That's the spirit of, you know, PlayStation. Yeah. What, yeah so, so, so we should, you know, uh, communicate to people that playing games is fun and uh, making games fun and talking about games is covering it's okay. games it's fun. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's, that's what we believe, you know, PlayStation is made of and uh, we should really push forward that uh, kind of feeling. Yeah, I think and that really came across last night. And in, you know, one of the things, and Colin brought stuff already, but one of the things that struck me about the conference was that it was the most direct acknowledgement of a competitor's approach that I think I've ever seen you guys do. I mean... What was kind of the thought behind that between directly addressing each of the bullet points that you knew, you know, Microsoft has has broadcast and kind of and saying, wondered. this is how we do them differently. And yeah, exactly, with clear, direct messaging. That's Yeah, so in, in my mind, what we were doing in the actual final delivery might sound, sounded like what you said, but in our mind, we really believe that we have to answer to all these questions that people are asking us. 
you know, not necessarily, you know, counter to what our competitions are doing, but because of other companies are doing something, there are lots of uh, interest and, uh, you know, concerns, uh, questions, you know, uh, put forward to us, right? So we really felt that we have to really explain that clearly. And uh, in the final mix of uh, production, it might have, uh, you know, Jack might have uh, added some, <laughs> some, uh, you know, personality to it. Yeah. But, but uh, that was less about, you know, we fight you, but this more about this is how we do, and this is what we believe, you know, the way to go for us. I mean, on because you guys made that decision, and because you do differ from, you know, what other companies are doing. You know, for example, uh, yesterday we saw EA doing some exclusive deals with Microsoft. Um, EA, famous for online passes, you know, they're, they're a major third party who is also big on, you know, DRM and on restricting some of those used games policies. By not adopting that strategy, are you concerned at all about publisher relations, about third party relations, about them, you know, columnists all the time looking to, you know, make a profit by cutting back on the sales of used games? Yeah, so um, after the other guys' event, you know, that question, you know, actually came up in the company. And uh, the, our third-party relations group, like Adam Boyce guys, and, uh, you know, in all regions kind of, you know, came back to us and said, yeah, we don't have to change anything. Yeah, so, yeah. How did you feel? One thing I was thinking about when I was watching the Microsoft reveal yesterday, the, the, their event was, they seem to be taking a page out of your book by really emphasizing exclusives and exclusive studios. And this has been... Sony's driving force for almost two decades is their exclusive content. Microsoft has been more about a few exclusive games that are huge and then kind of playing these third-party Call of Duty, Battlefield, these kinds of games. How did you feel looking at some of these games that are not going to be on PlayStation? Did, did any of them appeal to you? Uh, did any of them look good to you? Rise or Dead Rising or um, any, any of these kinds of titles? Ah, yeah, Dead Rising um, looked like same game but in a much bigger world mm-hmm. and with, with more a bit you know, matured kind of look. Yeah, appealed to me, you know, more than the last game. Um, it looked good. They used to call it the zombie MMO I always wanted. I'm like, I'm listening. Okay. Uh, well, specifically, <laughs> how did you feel about Insomniac being uh, there? I mean, Insomniac... Ten, the traitor price. <laughs> he came on the post show. I gave him hell for you, shooting. <laughs> I mean, that was, that was... I mean, that was... Uh, it's not exactly unexpected considering that Fuse is on Xbox 360, but to make an exclusive Xbox game seems very strange. How does that kind of sit with you guys at Sony? Um, yeah, so Ted and uh, I and uh, we have a long relationship, you know, going back from the PS1, Spyro the Dragon days. So, you know, we understand each other. And uh, uh, when they decided they want to be more independent and, uh, you know, uh, uh, invest and uh, own the IP and do something different and talk to some other, you know, consumers that they haven't been able to uh, reach. Uh, that's, you know, their uh, way of, uh, you know, trying to, you know, trying to step up, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they did Fuse and uh, they're doing some new game title uh, for Microsoft, so, you know. Everybody grows up, right? That's like, like you are no longer managing, you know, uh, PlayStation 3 team, right? Right. Because you have gone up. Yeah. Know, right? And you I'm guys had Bungie on your stage, so it's like, <laughs> you never predicted that, you know? Yeah, so it's just part of growing up, right? We started, you know, at the same, around the same time in the industry. We had, you know, shared lots of success and, uh, you know, good times uh, in difficult times. And uh, so it's like, uh, you know, friends, you know, going 
sometimes separate ways. Sure, it was interesting when he came on the show after the Xbox event and talked about what was going on. I, I asked him point blank, you know, like, well, what does this mean for you guys? You know, people do associate you with being a PlayStation brand and stuff. And he's like, you know, we we like to be the Insomniac brand, and we want to reach a whole bunch of different audiences. We want to grow and we want to push our developers. And I said, you know, for Beyond listeners who, for some reason, didn't watch the stream like a bunch of jerks, I asked him, uh, well, you know, does that mean you're done with PlayStation? He said, oh, oh no, not at all. That's not what this is. You know, I mean, we are still very much making games for everyone. We're trying to, you know, be the studio that can do different things. So that's exciting. If you're worried, yep. everybody. Yeah, Paul is terrified. Oh, Where's his resistance? Well, I, I, my hashtag was you should have bought Resistance Three. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what about uh, we don't often? We, it's always Microsoft and Sony, but we don't talk about Nintendo very often. And like, how you kind of feeling about what they're doing with the Wii U strategy? I know you have a Wii U. You play it. Um, I have two Wii U's. Oh my god, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the Wii U's in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always buy two consoles, yeah. you know, to make sure that I can play US mm-hmm. games and uh, Japanese games. And uh, yeah, so I have two Wii U's and I have two Wii U accounts. And I tweeted my account so that I can experience what they are doing on the online side. Uh, that I did, you know, when Wii U launched. Right. And uh, sometimes I get questions on Twitter that uh, I used to do my Wii U friend. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, check in right, Wii right. U as, as often. You were still yeah. my Wii U friend, I checked. So oh, we're, yeah, we're yeah, still yeah. good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so you know, when, when new great new games come out, you know, they're they a great company. You know, they're they a great uh, game company. So when, you know, great games come out, you know, I play, you know, uh, new Wii U games. So I'm looking forward to... Yeah, I'm a big, you know, Mario... Uh, game fun, especially the 3D Galaxy. Yeah, Galaxy is a yeah. fantastic game. Yeah, Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Well, as we learned today, you ain't getting new one of those anytime <laughs> soon. So. <laughs> so let's switch gears to PS Vita. Um, yeah. There wasn't a lot of Vita talk at the conference. I mean, we know about Killzone Mercenary, we know about Tearaway, um, and that's another thing I brought up to Andrew House is beyond those games, beyond, beyond we don't know anything about like what's going on with Vita after those games. Like, what's... Uh, uh, is it safe to assume that the first party is still going to heavily support this this console? Absolutely. Um, and can you give us a little bit of insight? I, mean, I, know, you, I know you can't be specific, but I mean, what's what what what's on the horizon past Killzone and Tearaway? Radaron Roar. Yeah, <laughs> like, like Jack said, you know, it's still the beginning, early days of PSP. That that's how we feel, and uh, we are continuing to improve the you know beta itself, you know, by adding new features and new applications. And, uh, of course, you know, making new games. And uh, we just announced, you know, three titles going into E3 on Vita from first party. You know, one being the Freedom Wars, you know, from Japan Studios. And I, I'm totally excited with that title. And uh, we haven't made any, you know, announcement. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I certainly hope that game will, you know, cross over the border. It's a great, you know, Japanese uh, anime-style-looking characters, uh, uh, fighting each other, you know, it's very interesting setup that uh, everyone is uh, prison for million years or something. And the only way to get your, you know, towns shortened is to help uh, the authoritarian government to, you know, take some uh, uh, stuff from other people. That sounds cool. Yeah, we haven't gotten we haven't gotten much on the, yeah, on the American a, side about it yet. We've been just watching the Japanese trailers. Yeah, yeah. So it's a big title, and I'm totally excited. And it's going to be a really fun game, you know, for even you know, American people. And the other uh, game, the again Japan studio uh, is making is uh, called uh, Oreshika. It's a, a JRPG. 
you know, very uh, traditional style, but beautifully rendered, you know, Japanese-looking characters, and has a really deep, deep character creations system. And uh, the last game, uh, original game was released on PS1 and remade uh, on PSP after 10 years because people continue to play that PS1 game for 10 years because the game was so deep. Um, it's like, you know, Demon Souls mm. kind of, you know, every time you play some, you find something new kind of game. So, so I, you know, I have really high hope that that game will come over to the U.S. as well because more more people, are, there's a heightened interest to uh, classical style JRPG, I, I, I think. Yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely agree. I mean, Nino Kuni was a good sign. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a perfect game for those people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, one of the things I found interesting was that, you know, we have Jack and Daxter collection coming, we have mm. God of War 1 and 2 HD coming. Um, I, I already started playing Jack and Daxter. Oh, yeah. I, I can't wait to. Like, I so love to do that. We got our copies when you were gone, actually. Oh, for real? But I do like the idea of bringing over some of those collections to Vita in the meantime, getting some of those, you know, other... PS3 experiences onto the Vita. Um, is that something you guys want to continue to look into moving forward? Like, Absolutely. Do you Absolutely. think some of those other collections could come? Yeah, yeah. You should check the. I don't know if you have not the flower on Vita is beautiful and it plays really well. And uh, so, so um, we have this. Uh, uh, so the, what's happening around Vita, as you all know, that's great. Is the support from indie, you know, community. You know, it, it's almost every week or every other week that great indie games, you know, come out on Vita. I just downloaded Limbo last week. Oh, and, yeah. uh, we really enjoyed Gagamori. I couldn't beat the cheetah guy. Oh, yeah, I said the cheetah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, hard. So hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I totally enjoyed up to cheetah. <laughs> and, uh, I finished uh, Thomas was alone. Was beautiful yeah. game. And uh, you know Jacob Jones was fun. Yeah, Jacob you know. Jones was good. So there are so many games, you know, on Vita. The digital side is coming and continue to come. And more games that have not announced, but you know, The Walking Dead is coming. You know, more importantly about The Walking Dead, did you yeah. demand that they put in a separate trophy list? Because that's an easy plat shoot. That we get two easy plats out of this. Yeah. So you now you know who you should. Tail to tail, right? <laughs> Adam, Adam Boyce. I'm just saying, okay, I'll, I'll demand that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, Adam Boyce. Yeah. It would be more complicated, to, I would imagine, to have the same trophy list than it would be to have a separate one. That's a good point. We'll get Adam on the phone here. <laughs> <laughs> so what about, um, you know, we, following the price cut of Vita in Japan, which we, we've discussed, it was more of like a price adjustment because it was bringing more into parity with what we're paying in the States for it in Europe. Um, sorry, sorry for not... Uh, making your predictions. No, it's okay. Well, it's okay. You can't check them all off. That's okay. We got my prediction, so it's fine. <laughs> but uh, uh, are you guys... You know, what is the plan with Vita? Do you think that it needs a price cut? I mean, do you do you think um, that it might become more appealing once people have PS4s and they realize that the second screen option is actually somewhat of a viable thing for them? Mm. Well, yeah. So we are not making price move, you know, at this E3. So that's, that's it. And that's it. And that's the bottom line. <laughs> uh, you talked about TGS. You know, it's a big TGS. It'll have all this. You know, it'll be the PlayStation Four console launch. All this stuff's happening. What are you targeting right now for releasing in Japan? You talked about holiday for Europe and North America last night. On PS4. Yeah, for PS4. Sorry. Yeah. So PS4, we have you know confirmed that it's coming 
in holiday U.S. and Europe. Uh, but we are still, you know, waiting for our news internally about uh, manufacturing and how many units we can produce and, you know, till holiday and uh, actual demand, initial demand, you know, from each market. Uh, we, we still have need time to really find out all these info to be able to tell that, yes, we can go this holiday in this market and this market and that market. And uh, so we, we kind of left that the other market than U.S. and Europe uh, until we know more about you know situation, but we are hoping we'll be able to give update to you know people in Japan and other regions to uh, when and how much it costs. You know it's coming up. Mm. You know in each uh, territory. Okay, hurry up and let us know because I want to know when I'm getting it. Um, Just for me, you can forget about Japan for a while. And worry <laughs> but about you are US customer. We have already. Oh. Yeah, but now I want a date. Now I want to know. Flies to Japan for every system. <laughs> He's like region free. Okay, I'll go wherever they go. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, let's talk about software. We haven't really talked too much about about games. Um, what what game out of the first party are you most excited about? Is that is that put you in a weird spot to ask you that question? You're asking someone which child they love the most. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. So we because we are making different kinds of games. You know, as a gamer myself. Um, I, I, I'm a big infamous fan, and, uh, uh, did you, yeah, so, so the game demo has this ability to, I don't know the word, the big brass you can shoot up in the sky and come Oh, I just talked about it, um, yeah, yeah. So so orbital drop, strike, or drop. Yeah, that one yeah. I just talked so about. So, it. <laughs> it, it's one of the ability, it's not like a cutscenes or anything, you know, you can do that. Right during the fight, and it's totally, totally fun, and be able to go through the uh, how do you call it the pipe? Yeah, the vents. That was yeah, what I was talking about. Yeah. How like wh- I had, I talked I just did Troy Baker for the live show. Well, that sounded weird. I just interviewed Troy Baker for the live show over there, and then Nate Fox is coming on a little bit. And I talked to him a little bit last night. And like Infamous has always been good at traversal, but like the what they're doing right now with the smoke, shooting in the pipe, shooting out the top, you're flying already, then you glide. It's like holy. Did you just so I just came from that demo too. Did you see the part where you go through a gate, like you come to a closed gate, and then you smoke through the gate? It's like really, it's really smart. That game looks so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 that that's me, right? As a gamer, but because I have daughters, you know, I, I'm totally looking forward to play Knack with them. And Knack, you know, my roots is I don't know if you knew that. Uh, the first game I produced was Crash Bandicoot 1 for the Japanese market. So I was uh, like a localization pro- producer uh, for uh, uh, Naughty Dog and Matsani. And that was my first project. And second project, can you guess? Was Legend and Dragon. Was Gran Turismo. Oh, Gran Turismo? Yeah. yeah. So, I so, too far ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Last of Us. How, how, how <laughs> lucky I was as a novice producer learning everything, right? Those great teams, you know, demand the best from all the people, you know, who joined the project, right? Yeah. Like, like, so, so they gave, they gave, you know, trained me as a producer a lot, you know, beginning. But in, I, the platformer has been always my, you know, biggest uh, genre of games. You know, I grew up playing Mario and all those. Yeah, so the, when Mark suggested, how about making Crash Bandicoot-like game that it's so simple that even, he said, my mother can play yeah. game, you know, with, uh, you know, uh, other people. I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. And let's do it on PS4 and make a statement at the launch that, you know, PS4 is not only, you know, 
really deep hardcore shooter realistic looking type games uh, so that you know you can you might buy you know PS4 for Killzone or Infamous but uh, you know you can uh, explain to your family that well, this is this game that you know we all can play and enjoy so that it's a nice happy family yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I respected about the games you guys showed yesterday, was that you guys, you know, you didn't hit on Uncharted, you didn't hit on God of War, you didn't hit on necessarily your biggest, it was more about the gameplay experience. You, you know, you take risks on something like The Order, like showing off a new IP, you know, and obviously with a new system launch comes something like a new IP like Knack or The Order, but how do you strike that balance of, you know, attracting that install base that exists on PS3 with your big franchises on PS4, but also kind of starting these new brands that you want to see thrive? Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a really big deal for us. You know, we love doing something new, as you all know. But we also know that you know uh, people like you know having sequels. You know, people all you know always ask about where's the next you know next resistance or next Socom or next infamous. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so we 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 are aware that we have to strike the balance and the whole uh, and. Uh, it goes this way always that when a team is finishing, you know, uh, coming closer to finish the title, uh, we kind of, you know, do some, ask the team to do some soul search, you know, how much more, you know, ideas they have that they haven't been able to do with that title for the series. You know, they have nailed the core mechanics, but, you know, uh, uh, around, around the way of uh, developing a game, there are many uh, out there ideas like, uh, you know, uh, um, um, uh, more more aggressive ideas. They decide, no, no, you know, for this time frame we cannot do. But you know, we want to try for the next title. You know, we want to try, you know, really try multiplayer for God of War, for example. Uh, oh, okay, then let's, you know, let's do that. Yeah. So, th so there, are, you know, a need from the team creative as well uh, when they feel that there is so much more that they can do with this. Uh, property. In that case, we go, you know, great. And, uh, and also, we looked at the consumers' you know, reactions. How many people want more Patapon? A lot. Uh, I'll yeah. tell you right now. Yeah, that really affects our decision as well. So, uh, but if we are just doing the sequel, we don't have resources, uh, you know, uh, uh, money to do something new that we are so so much fun of. So we we like to strike the balance. And uh, if we if we, you know, see, if I see something like 50-50 new and uh, 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 sequel, I'd say it's a good balance. So, so yesterday, you know, I talked about we have 20 games, you know, coming in the past year and 12 uh, new IPs, and I think that's pretty exciting for me. You talk about that 50-50 balance. Is it, is it kind of, you know, we look at Naughty Dog as a studio, probably the most talented studio in the entire industry that has one team that's delivered The Last of Us, which is a critically acclaimed new IP, and then we kind of assume the other team's working on maybe Uncharted or something like that. Just is it is it kind of like the perfect world where you can have studios kind of alternating on new ideas and and kind of older ideas and and be able to please both people, you know people that way? Or yeah. do you really have to make sacrifices? Well, yeah, yeah. like like uh, you know, studio people, manager level people, you know, when you talk to, they say that it's so great to have. Um, Another project, you know, well, you know, let's, let's take it back. You know, when a studio has a successful title like God of War or Killzone, you know, people join the studio because they like the franchise. You know, I want to be 
you know, part of making good war, I want to you know, join Santa Monica and make good war title. Those people are very passionate about good war, so that's great. But after two or three good wars, you know, doing, doing that for six or seven years, you know, people get kind of fatigued about thinking about Why is he so saying, angry? Why is this yeah, yeah. so angry? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so having a complete opportunity to do completely new and fresh is really healthy for the studio, for the people working, you know, uh, because uh, there are new people coming in with uh, lots of ideas and excitement for that franchise, but if you are doing the same, same franchise over and over, you might want, uh, yeah, I want to do something different. You know, then having two teams or, you know, three teams, you know, having opportunity to work on something different is really great. Uh, so I, I think uh, uh, Norido, uh, Santa Monica, and Guerrilla uh, in that, you know, position now. Have you beaten The Last of Us? No, no, I'm, I'm only four hours in. <laughs> we got something on them. There's how it is. <laughs> um, so... One of the studios, I don't know if you can really get specific about it, but I, I just have a kind of a fascination with Sony Bend for some reason and what they're doing. Like, they're just a mysterious, they're really like the most well, because, mysterious. Because they are good, right? Yeah, they're really good. And, and, and you know, I thought Golden Abyss is, is arguably, you know, it's definitely one of the best games on Vita and certainly Thank had the most console quality game on Vita. Um, what are they doing? Like, what, what, are, are, they, are, they, are they focused on Vita now or are they going to make a PS4 game? Well, they are doing something really cool. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we are not talking about it. Mm, Sounds uh, like an ice game. Mr. <laughs> 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 well, they, they, uh, let me say that they are using their, like, uh, strengths. Hmm, okay. So I filter our Vita. Sounds like that no. one. No. Um, one, one, if you don't mind, one other question I wanted to ask. Uh, um, that has, I meant to ask you even at GDC, um, when we were just at dinner or whatever it was, uh, this price point kind of that you guys are playing with, with Sly Cooper was $40 and Puppeteer is going to be $40. Um, are you guys finding like success with kind of playing with the idea of cheaper retail quality box games? Uh, Sly Cooper actually sold really well because of its $40 price point. Uh, is that something we can anticipate seeing more of in the future? Well, I, I think you answered your uh, question. Beyond, uh, beyond Puppeteer, I mean, is this yeah. going to be on, yeah. Beyond Puppeteer, is this going to be a something that you guys continue to do? Yeah, so it's Usually, and almost 95%, you know, sales and marketing team to suggest, you know, this game should be 40 or this game should 60, and we kind of, you know, discuss and uh, yeah, we agree. Or you know, uh, and uh, like you said, you know, uh, games like uh, like Cooper, you know, having the price point of 40 was really good thing for the title that we believe. Uh, and, uh, so, so we, you know, our teams, sales marketing team, look at individual title and make suggestions. I mean, on that note, games now, the standard is 60 and, you know, sometimes they'll come in below that. Uh, do you see $60 staying the standard for PS4? Well, we are not <laughs> sure. talking about... <laughs> not a leading question. It's fine if you catch that. Yeah, so we know, uh, you know, uh, pricing for PS4 titles, but uh, we have decided we're not talking about specific price point. But in general, because more and more games, you know, there's no, becomes less um, clear the difference between disc-based game and digital-based game. You know, like on, on the Vita, everything come out on digital, right? And some games come out on card as well. And going forward on PS4 in similar 
you know, more and more PS3 games are coming out on digital. So, so, um, there, so there'll be, we'll see more games in, during the development. We are not sure if we'll come out on only digital or also on physical as well. And the same with the price point. You know, when it comes to digital, you know, there's all kinds of you know, pricing model, including free-to-play. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but, uh, uh, yeah, so we, we, we will share the info as we approach the launch. Did we touch on camera at all? Is, is, in the SKU we talked about, that's the one that you, you only talked about, the $400 one. Are we getting the PlayStation Eye in that box too, or is that separate? No, is that no okay. it's separate. Okay, cool. Yeah. So then, because it's PlayStation Move in the controller, right, with the light bar being PlayStation Move and it reads off the camera, isn't, isn't that part yeah, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's an additional function of the LED yeah. on the DualShock 4, but it has the basic function of distinguishing different players I'm the blue player, I'm the red player, mm -hmm. and the other thing is, you know, an ambient, you know, effect of, uh, like, uh, you know, losing light becomes, you know, green to yellow to red, or some, you know, flashing when, you know, you are shooting or something. You know, you are not looking at the controller, but, you know, when you are in a darker room, you know, there's really nice ambient uh, happening, you know, yeah. around your hands. Yeah, so, so that's, that's the basic functionality of LED without the camera. Great. I don't want the camera. I'm that's sure you'll give me something that'll make me want the camera, but... Oh, well, well yeah. The, you know, how, so we just posted a new video uh, we called the Playroom, uh, I believe. I don't know if you have. Oh, that was upstairs, actually, the booth. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I think they... I don't yeah, know what yeah, it was. I just saw yeah. it. So that, that shows the example of the things you can do with a new PlayStation camera and uh, virtual 4 in combination. And it's really cool. You know, we can do much, much more than the PSI on PS3. Sure, sure. Yeah. What, uh, what is the future of uh, motion gaming for PlayStation? Is it something you guys want to continue to do? There was, there was some actually really good move games like Sorcery, uh, Sports Champions, I thought was really good. Uh, Medieval you. Moves was really good. Uh, but they were they were admittedly limited, and frankly, those games all cut, well, two of those games came from the same studio. So, um, is that something you guys like, is that kind of coming on, or is, is that something you guys want to continue to do, like motion-centric? What, what is Nindagi doing? Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> they, understand, they understand the move better than anyone, I think. But, I mean, do you think you're setting them up to, not fail, but to have limited numbers if, this, if the camera isn't bundled in? Because that's, you know, one of the reasons, like, if I'm a developer right now and I'm trying to, and you, I was thinking about making a PlayStation Move game, I'd think of attach rate for the moves and how many people actually have all that stuff. And seeing as how it came after the fact, it seemed that people were already, I got my PlayStation 3, I have my DualShock 3, I don't need to worry about this. Whereas with PlayStation 4, if you bundle that in to begin with, people would be like, oh, well... Might as well make, you know, put this move functionality in there. Yeah, so, you know, going through the, you know, launching and, uh, you know, seeing how move, move did, uh, we know that for certain experience, it's great, it, it's amazing, and, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be even better with the new camera, HD stereo camera. You can do much more, like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, adding hand gestures or face, you know, facial recognitions and whatnot. Uh, but, you know, it's becoming, you know, clear as well that not all games can be enhanced, you know, having the camera or motion, right? Yep, yeah. yeah. Like, you always talk about, you know, the devs trying to use all the new functions of right. the PS Vita or whatnot, right? Yep. So the same approach. Yeah, so for those, those experiences that really require, you know, motion or camera, 
you know, people would buy camera for that, you know, uh, uh, sure. type. Right, right, right. And, uh, and uh, actually, talking about camera, it's not just a motion game that allows. Uh, it's like, uh, you know, we're talking loud about, you know, sharing functions and you can broadcast your gameplay. But with, uh, you know, PS, uh, uh, PlayStation camera, you can add your face and you can talk to, you know, while you are broadcasting. And that's really, you know, neat functions. You know, sometimes, you know, that commentary, not just a game feed. Oh, sure, yeah. Just watching game feed is not as fun as good, you know, player explaining what he or she is doing while playing, right? Yeah. So, so, so having the PlayStation camera is the easiest way to do that. All right, yeah. so now piggybacking off that, uh, when you guys announced the, the, all the sharing features, you talked about you know going with Ustream and stuff. Microsoft, a lot of people are like, well, what about Twitch? And now we know Twitch is with Microsoft. That leaves YouTube still out in this ether. Do you, are you working with them to try to get it to where you could be uploading stuff? I want to monetize all my gameplay. You know what I mean? I want to upload my stuff right away to YouTube, to my channel, and have all this other stuff go. Maybe not me, but people who could. Is there talk of trying to get YouTube involved? Well, so when it requires the partner's uh, information, you know, we have to be careful. You know, we have all the things nailed before we talk about okay. it. Right? Yeah. So, so we are not ready to talk about, you know, how you can use YouTube or you okay. know, if you can monetize. So. <laughs> <laughs> I want to drastically change gears, actually, just for a second, because I was thinking about questions I've been getting very recently about a game on PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. A lot of people have been tweeting us lately if this game is kind of, they're wondering where the DLC is, and they're kind of wondering is this game dead. Um, are you disappointed with what happened with PlayStation All-Stars um, in terms of sales and reception? Obviously the studio was disbanded. Um, that made, or like, you know, you, you severed ties with them or whatever. Um, but this game we thought was really promising, and it kind of threw together all of your iconic characters. Uh, is there a future for PlayStation All-Stars beyond that Beyond, yeah, uh, beyond that specific game, or is that kind of a one-off idea um, that really didn't come to fruition? I, I really hope there is a future for uh, All-Stars. So to answer your question, there are several different levels of uh, if I was happy or unhappy. You know, I'm pretty happy with the game itself and the collection of characters and how well it was implemented, you know, the world and the character moves and the voice acting and the developer involvement from the original teams, uh, the authenticity of the things that went into <coughs> the game. And uh, sales-wise, you know, it did quite well. You know, I believe it, it's done more than a million units, you know, globally. And, uh, but it was a bit not enough to uh, have the momentum in terms of business standpoint to yeah let's continue to you know add characters or you know do the sequel sure. immediate sequel or that, like that but we really like the idea and uh, we like the what the team created and uh, so so yeah so never say never you know I like really like to see us sometimes coming back to the idea maybe not the exact same mechanic but you know uh, having all the collection different you know, PlayStation characters uh, is, uh, is, uh, is exciting. What, um, what would you consider, you know, since we're talking about these characters and these IP, 
if, and again, this might be like a choosing your favorite child kind of situation, but I'm kind of curious if you can answer it. What do you consider the three most important IP to Sony right now? The one, you know, because back in the 90s it would have been Crash Bandicoot or Spyro. Today it might be something like more like Uncharted. So if you were to look at the whole library, the whole swath of games that you guys have, what's the, what are the three most important IP that you own um, mm. moving forward? Hatapon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll see you guys later. That's all I need. No, 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 no. Uh, I, I don't think that way. You know, there are different people who have different, like, uh, you know, priorities. So, you know, what, what I like about um, there's always a surprise. Um, you know, even though we believe in the vision and uh, of the team or creators and uh, support them, you know, to the fruition, but the Sometimes the actual product can beyond the yeah. what our ex- expectations in terms of quality and impact to the consumers, and we always, you know, wait for that moment. It's kind of fun of uh, doing, you know, this business. Right. So if we start to saying that this is the most important, you know, franchise, we have to have the grand plans for the, you know, coming three years or five years, and we have to, you know, uh, uh, put resources to these. They are less and less uh, likelihood of having that surprise. You know, great vision comes up. So, uh, I so so what I like to do always is to kind of let things go. Uh, uh, how do you say um, organically? You know, it's like a uh, uh, living thing. Um, right. Um, some something grow. You know, very strong and big and. Uh, continue to do so or something might not that, you know, strong, you know, on over a long, long time. So so when it happens naturally, you know, that that's fine. You know, there are more, always more ideas or more projects that we want to do than we can do. Uh, so. Well, speaking of natural success and watching something develop, how, how is the critical, critical success of The Last of Us, uh, how does that strike you? Um, Amazed. We Did you so, expect it? Uh, well, yeah, so we don't predict the... We don't do more reviews ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything gets a 10 then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't, yeah, we don't predict the uh, review scores, and uh, we are so uh, amazed and uh, uh, sh- almost shocked how, how excellent, you know, uh, the game is. You know, like, like uh, I was saying, you know, if... People ask me if I've seen the you know ending, and I, the answer is no. <laughs> uh, usually, I try to check on titles uh, during the development. You know, it's part of my job, like uh, quality assurance, right? right? <laughs> yeah, but you know, because it's Naughty Dog, you know, because we I know them, I I, I, I knew the game will be great in the end. So I wanted to play it as a fresh like consumer. Uh, uh, standpoint. So I, I've seen and played in bits and uh, pieces, but because gameplay alone doesn't tell you the story and relations, right? Yeah. So so I, I I'm still you know fresh. You know I'm only you know four hours in, so I'm totally looking for. So so I going into the launch of the Last of Us, I have no way to judge the quality of the title myself. Yeah, that's gotcha. how I was gotcha. like, wow. This game is so great, I have to play it. Canceling three. Great. Oh, Andrew got something. No, Andrew oh. got Okay, one of the most interesting things to me yesterday from the conference um, that I didn't see coming was uh, this idea that Sony Pictures is going to be bringing some kind of exclusive content to PlayStation. 
and you know Microsoft has this Halo uh, TV series coming from Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're not going to be ready to talk about specific things, mm-hmm. but would you say you have that caliber, that kind of a punch to pack with the stuff that's coming? Should we be expecting um, cool big things that we recognize to come from that, or is that more of a, a proving ground for, for smaller TV content or something like that? the Ratchet TV series is in development, <laughs> right? Somewhere, you know, I, I, I think CG-based. Oh, the movie. Oh, the movie. Oh, oh, movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's pretty exciting. You sure, know, the, sure. This industry, uh, I mean, their industry, the movie industry, you know, they are always a talk of a uh, you know, project based on this IP, that IP, and uh, sometimes this announcement is made, they do it to be able to, you know, uh, attract uh, great you know, writer or actors, mm-hmm. but it's very, very rare that these things, you know, really made into a feature project, right? Sure. Yeah, so I'm pretty relaxed about, you know, it's not like, uh, it's my personal view, it's not like I have to have a, a TV adaptation of Uncharted or God of War. Uh, it's it's kind of nice to have. It's great if it happens, and uh, you know our friend, you know some pictures guys are much closer now. So as you know, after cars to go over Sony, you mm-hmm. know all divisions are talking more often. So that conversation naturally you know happened between Andy and uh, Michael. That you know what about you know uh, Sony Pictures uh, uh, make uh, some of their new TVCs you know available first on PlayStation Network. Sure, and, uh, oh, that's great. So that's how the conversation happened. This about, you know, uh, you know, how about making this, uh, 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 making movie on based on this IP. Actually, that has been always the conversation, and it rarely, as I said, happens. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand the industry, you know, uh, but all I know is, you know, all these deals are done, but uh, you really, you rarely see the actual movies or TV series. So, you know, I'm, I'm totally relaxed. Sure. How do you feel about a show reviewing Oreo cookies? Speaking <laughs> <laughs> so of these, these kind of the inter-group dealings with each other becoming more clo- closely related with pictures or music or whatever, um, uh, what are these rumors, or, or I guess there's, there's talk, there's open talk about Sony splitting up some of these properties. Um, oh, yeah, there's a suggestion from yeah. the, yeah, the, the, the shareholders, and this is yeah, like yeah. kind of picking up momentum, I guess, so we read a lot of stories about how mm. more... Mm. How do you feel about that? Uh, would it make PlayStation... Would it be easier for you as a guy who's really one of the, the, the leads of PlayStation to do your job um, within a major corporation like this, or, or is it kind of what you always wanted to be able to talk to the, movie, the movies guys or the music guys and stuff like that? Um, as far as I'm concerned, you know, movie studios are always, you know, uh, like uh, everything for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's totally different from uh, game uh, uh, platforms, you know, because it's just it's it's a video, right? You can put on any format, you know, physical or digital, or you know, TV wave. So you don't rarely see a new TV show only. Oh, there, there was one, you know, exclusive to Netflix, right? Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's really exceptional, uh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't, uh, so, so these entertainment people in Sony Music or Sony Pictures are 
their their way of business is totally different from you know our way of business. We are you know all about the exclusive contents in right. games for PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, as far as that um, um, uh, suggestion from the shareholder is concerned, my understanding of you know his proposal has been um, um, taking parts of the um, entertainment side, that's like uh, movies and music, right. um, um, public, uh, to, you know, in his view, realize larger value of, uh, you know, uh, larger shareholder uh, value of Sony. And uh, I think, so in that proposal, I think game is kind of categorized in the electronic side. I'm not sure, but yeah, yeah, it was a little nebulous. He, 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 yeah. didn't, he didn't talk too much about about PlayStation, which surprised me. But yeah, but, 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 but if he learns about video game business, it totally doesn't make sense to split the software and the hardware. Right. You can right. go rogue. Just go out on your own. <laughs> out there making it happen. Cool. Yeah, well, Shuhei, thank you so much for making time for us. I'm so glad we're able to continue this tradition. This is the third year that we've done this, right? Yeah, I think so, right? Um, so, flying by. Yeah, so maybe we'll do like a little impromptu beyond at uh, TGS as well. Uh, oh, great. And uh, I think I'll be at Gamescom also. Yeah, so we'll... we'll oh, oh, we'll quick yeah. 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 All around the show, we beyond. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate thank your time. You. We thank know you're very busy. Me. Um, you can follow uh, well Greg why don't you take it this is weird I shouldn't do the outro sure <laughs> ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening to an episode of Podcast Beyond it really means a lot to us make sure you keep up with everything we're doing IGN.com pays the bills so go on over there watch the videos read the articles you can keep listening to these podcasts we're the best one though so you don't have to really give anybody else a ton of day uh, make sure you follow us to keep up with everything IGN's IGN Shuhei Yoshida is YoSP I'm Game Over Greggy Andrew Garf gosh darn it why Shuhei what is it weird Andrew Garfield is Gore Garfold. That's what it comes out of my head every time. Andrew Goldfarb is Garfet. There you go. Thank you. And no taxation is Colin Moriarty. Uh, remember, send questions to beyond at IGN.com. Also, send songs for Ryan's wrap up. Every episode ends with a song. This week, Shuhei's going to sing us one. Beyond, 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 beyond. 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 beyond.